Thanks for listening to another podcast from C3 East Village. Our hope is that this message will equip and inspire you in your walk with God. For more information about our church, check out our website at c3ev.ca or find us on Instagram at C3 East Village. So good. What a powerhouse. Worship team, that was incredible. Thank you for leading us in worship. Oh, it's just you up here, Janae. Thank you as a representative of the team. We appreciate that. I hope you guys are doing well tonight. Uh, who's excited to be in the house? Yeah, I know we're in Fort Calgary, but we're in the house of God tonight. We're in His atmosphere. In the prayer meeting, we prayed that this would be, that it would be His place, that He has full dominion and reign over this place tonight. And uh, that's what we've been seeing take place, I believe, but also we'll continue to see as we look at the Holy Spirit tonight. And tonight I'm talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and I'm excited. And it's going to look different than we normally look. And I'm excited for that too. But um, we've been looking at uh, Empower has been kind of our, our series lately, talking about living an empowered life. And a huge part of that is the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we find in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So we're going to jump into that. I do want to give us some context and, and preface because last week, uh, if you weren't here, I spoke about living the empowered life um, by walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Pause there. I just want to announce something first that I want to remind you of and, and that, you, that I should have done before I started my message, so it's going to be bad. We have Christmas on December 22nd at Studio Bell, and it's going to be unbelievable. I, I was meeting with the venue uh, this, this week, just gone, and it's a fabulous venue. It's amazing. It's going to be a great spot to be able to host the community and celebrate Christmas together, and it's going to be um, stunning visually, and uh, all the things are going to be great. We have some amazing items taking place. We're going to do Christmas carols. Who loves Christmas carols? Yay, Christmas carols. Thank you for Christmas carols, Jesus. They're a beautiful thing, um, but we're going to have some special performances, some guests um, featured there. Most of all, we're going to be able to provide a place for people to come in and hear the Christmas story and for God to move on their life. So I'm inviting and encouraging all of us to be there December 22nd. And you actually have a, if you want to be involved in helping out because we are at a different venue, there'll be some, we'll need some extra hosts um, to greet and uh, things help set up. I, I believe we're going to see over 200 people there um, celebrating Christmases together. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm excited about that. And if you want to sign up in any way, there's actually, you can go to the information desk straight after the service. You'll be able to sign up to, that you want to help out, be involved, a kind of a one-time commitment. Maybe you can't help regularly on a Sunday evening, but for that, night you wanted to help out but let's be bringing people along it's not just for us it's for anybody in Calgary who wants to come along and it's going to be a, a friendly atmosphere it's going to be a, um, a loving atmosphere where we get to celebrate Christmas together and so please feel feel more than welcome feel encouraged to invite people bring people along December 22nd okay back into my message there I'm excited about that um, but I, I talked about last week um, living the empowered life by walking in step with the Spirit, that we actually get to walk every day, step by step, with the Holy Spirit's guidance in our life. That's what we're invited to. That's what we have access to in the Holy Spirit. It's not a matter, if you're a Christian here today, if you're a follower of Jesus, it's not a matter of whether you have the Holy Spirit. It's does the Holy Spirit have you? Have you surrendered? Are you yielding yourself to that? We're all able to do that. We all have access to that. And so to, we are talking uh, a little bit about the fruits of the Spirit as well. So tonight we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. 
and, uh, and then more than talk about, we're actually going to have an opportunity to reflect, pray, um, fill in a card that I've uh, prepared beforehand with my amazing admin skills. Um, but we're going to be able to actually spend some time with God going, okay, God, what, what are the gifts of the Spirit that you want to activate in my life? And I'm believing it, it's going to be powerful. If it's something, if it's your first time here and you're like, that's a little bit different, yes, it's a little bit different even for us here tonight. Come back next week. It'll be amazing. We'll have a great service. Next week, we have um, a, a three by 10. We have three amazing preachers bringing the word. We have um, my wife, Pastor Brittany, is going to be sharing. We have the amazing Serena up there at the back of the room. And we also have Jeremiah as well is going to be preaching. So make sure you come along. They have, there's going to be three words, one word that God's bringing together, and um, they're going to do an amazing job on that. But we're going to set some uh, context before we jump into really speaking to God about the gifts of the Spirit. So this is kind of what I, I want to say tonight. If we had to pick, and we don't, which I'll get to, if we had to pick what was more important, the fruits of the Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I would pick the fruits of the Spirit. I believe that's what the Bible talks about. This is gifts are amazing. We, we get um, to have these gifts, but, but the fruits of Spirit being developed in our life spending time in God's presence, him developing those things that Galatians 5 talks about are much more important than the gifts if we had to pick. You want the good news tonight? We don't have to pick. We have access to the fruit and the gifts, and that's what we're going to look at. But I did want to preface that because um, we make the mistake often that we associate whether someone's spiritual maturity is how the gift is functioning in their life. And, and I just want to bring a bit of a word of warning that, don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into that if somebody is able to bring an amazing prophecy, that that means they're spiritually mature, more spiritually mature than someone else who can't. That's not the case. You can have the gift, you can walk in the gift, but still not be developing the fruit of the Spirit in your life. So we've got to be aware of that. Um, and it's good, though, because C3 East Village, we get to develop both in our life, and that excites me, the fruit and the gift. So... This term in, in Corinthians 12, where it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the Greek term for this would be charismata or charismatic. Okay, so the charismatic gifts. We're talking about the, the full um, charismata of, of God. So we know about the word charismatic. What do you think about someone if they're charismatic in the modern term? It means that they, they have a little different bit of an edge to them. They shine a little bit differently. They're very charismatic. They, they have something where they stand out. Isn't that interesting? The gifts of the Spirit actually are something that we have access to, to stand out, to be a little bit different, to have a different function. We actually get access to superpowers, really, through the Holy Spirit, through His gifts, through the charismata of the gifts. So that's something that I want us to not be afraid of, to not kind of skirt around, but to actually explore what the Word of God talks about it. Because if it's there, we want it right. We want all of God. We don't just want a little part of it, the parts that are convenient and comfortable, and not controversial, I want access to all of it. What are you saying to us, God, as a church? What are you saying to me as an individual? So that's why we're looking at the gifts of the Spirit tonight. But that's where that kind of, the charismatic, so we're a charismatic church here, people would describe, and a part of that is we believe in uh, full access to the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the charismatic gifts. Not ashamed of that. Sorry, not sorry. We love it. I understand that some of our experiences some of our ideas, some of our past around this um, have not been great. And I'm aware of that. 
and I apologise for that if that has been your experience. If you've been in churches that were a little bit zealous about the gifts and didn't really demonstrate that in, in a godly way. Uh, maybe you've been had expectations put on you or you've thought certain ways about how it, how it would look and when God decided to do it a different way, you were hurt because of the expectations. I, I understand that many of us might have that experience and I do apologise, but I believe that God wants to, um, wants to redeem that tonight for some of us. Because it's in the Bible and we believe the Word of God. We believe we have access to it. And because of a bad experience, I don't want that to stop you from stepping into what God has for you tonight. But I'm very aware that that has happened to some people. And, I, and, and it truly, that, that grieves me. Because, and I believe it grieves the Holy Spirit. That's what would take place. Um, just giving a little bit of context before we dive into the Word of God here. Um, the giver matters more than the gifts. God's the giver of the gifts. The gifts are amazing, but more important than the gifts is God, is a relationship with Him, is how awesome He is. And, and maybe you're here today, you've never started that relationship. Um, like my wife said um, earlier on, that you'll get that opportunity tonight to meet God, to have a relationship with Him and to find out that He's for you. He's not against you. He wants to pour out His love upon you. And it's way more, what we are as a church is way more about the giver than the gifts. In that context, let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to read through this. There's so much teaching out there around the gifts of the Spirit. There's so many amazing things. You could spend a series on every gift, and I'm going to do it all in one night tonight. And I'm actually deliberately wanting to not go in depth. I know that sounds funny, right? Because I think sometimes we over-intellectualize, and we've had so much great teaching around this, and there are good teaching. You should, you should read the great teaching do all that kind of thing. I just want to see what the Word of God says about it tonight and stay with that, you know, see what God does with that. Because I think it's way more clearer in Scripture than we're led to believe around this area. So Paul, the apostle here, speaking to the church at Corinth, and we'll kick it off in verse 1. He says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Good. Paul doesn't want us to be confused. Why is it we get so confused about it? I think it's because we actually start to add to the Word of God or we start to let our experiences dictate actually what God wants to do in our life. So Paul here is saying he doesn't want us to be confused, so he's about to clear it up. Thank you, Paul. Continue. So verse 2. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. This is a group of people who were following all different kinds of ways, seeking after the next thing, but then they found God. They found Jesus. And they heard the gospel. So they've changed. They're now living differently. And he says in verse 3, Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot to that. I'm not going to unpack necessarily. But what I, what I think is going on here, because uh, I was talking to a friend about this this week. You know, on one hand, he says, no one can say, Jesus is, is um, Lord. But then we hear Jesus say in the Gospels that they will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, didn't I drive out demons in your name? Didn't I bring healing? So these people were calling Jesus Lord, and he says, go away from me. I, I never knew you. But Paul seems to be saying on the other hand of it, you can't actually say that. It's all right, guys. Relax. It's all good. There's a bit of nervousness in the air. I can feel it. Um, and, and so this is, sometimes this is how the Word of God works. We, we, at first glance, it can be a little bit like, okay, what's, there's a tension there. 
So I, I believe it's much more than, than words. And so what Paul is saying here, when you look at the original language and what's going on and just the nature of the Bible is he's not just talking about the word, Jesus is Lord. He's talking about living a life of obedience as Jesus is Lord. So it's more than just that. So the point I think here of that being with the gifts is that when the gifts of the Spirit are being used properly, Jesus gets the glory. He is the Lord. Verse 4, and here's where we're going to jump right into a bit more of it, what we're talking about tonight. There are, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Okay, this is awesome. I'm kind of just breaking it down. And as we break it down, doesn't it make sense? Paul makes it quite clear. He's saying um, here that like there's lots of different gifts. There's lots of different things that the Holy Spirit will do, but it's the same God. It's the same Spirit, and we're united in the same Spirit. So it's, it's all good. It's all from the same place. And then he says um, the part, though, that I really God highlighted to me for us was the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So these gifts are given for the common good, for corporate good, for the benefit of not just ourselves, but for others. That's what he's saying here. He's saying um, the gifts aren't just for us to, to utilize in our own world, although some of them are very applicable in that way that we are to charge up uh, you know, our spirits, with, you know, whether it's praying in a heavenly language, whatever it might be, this can charge us up, but it's actually meant to benefit others. God gives the gifts of the Spirit to us for the common good. I'm so blown away time and time again how much God's been highlighting to me lately the corporate nature of our faith, that it's not meant to be done alone. Now, there's aspects of it where we walk alone. I get that. I get that. But actually, it's meant to be in the context of a community, and others are meant to be benefiting from the gifts that God would give us. Um, 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. I love that. It's each of us has received a gift. Serve others with it. Um, so verse 8, here we go, jumping into it. The nine gifts of the Spirit. To, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits, discernment. To another, speaking in a different kinds of tongues. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Okay. So here, what we have Paul talking about is nine, nine gifts. It gets categorized different ways, but I see it as, as nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that, that he is distributing in amongst his people for the common good of other people. And uh, we see three vocal gifts, which would be uh, ones related to, to the outward expression of speaking. So that would be tongues. Very closely connected to that is the interpretation of tongues. No point interpreting tongues if there's no tongues to interpret, so they're very well connected. And prophecy, I believe that's a, a vo their vocal gifts. We're going to break these down a little bit more. Three power gifts, which are the miracles, healings, and faith. And three revelation gifts, which would be the discernment of spirits, knowledge, and wisdom. You tracking with me so far? 
I, I love this because Paul just lays it out fairly clearly, I, I believe, um, of how all this works. So we're going to go through each gift here, and I'm going to give a very, very brief, you're going to be annoyed how brief uh, I actually give around this. And then, like I said, we're going to have a moment of reflection and prayer. And um, I'm also going to invite up a good friend to share around one of these gifts as well, because I really think it's important that we um, continue to desire and pursue the gifts of the Spirit, not over God, but He tells us in His Word, as we'll see, that we need to desire and hunger for the gifts. Um, We don't let modern culture, we don't let uh, bad experiences steal those gifts from us. Because what I've found is if we're not functioning in the gifts of the Holy Spirit God would have for us, it's almost like trying to drive a car around with no gas. It's very hard. You have to jump out and push it, especially when you get to a hill on the ice. Pushing a car is not much fun. But we get to actually have the tank filled with the gifts that he gives us to benefit. Um, And yes, that's awesome. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's great. Let's do this. Word of knowledge. So let me give you some context around this. A word of knowledge. So this is a gift from God of knowing something you wouldn't know without God intervening. That's that's what I believe is a way to to summarize this. So he actually gives you knowledge or insight to something that you wouldn't know without God intervening. So you now have knowledge. You know about something you didn't know beforehand. Okay. The next gift, the word of wisdom is how to apply knowledge. Now, not necessarily knowledge related to the gift there, but knowledge is having information revealed to you. Wisdom is actually knowing what to do with information you have. So there's times maybe uh, in your life where you've had a situation, you've been in a, something that's going on, and you're like, God, I don't know what to do. And, and then he's given wisdom that you wouldn't have been able to have without the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. Has anyone experienced that? You're, yeah, there's hands going up where you've been. Last, you haven't known what to do, and then God has given the wisdom of, of what to do with that. Okay, that's the second one. Uh, actually, I got 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25 says, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. I love that. So God's foolishness, which he doesn't have, they're making a point here, is actually wiser than we would know. So I want to have the gift of wisdom in my life. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. So we've got word of knowledge. It's knowing something we wouldn't know about God intervening. That's a gift of the Holy Spirit we can have access to. Our word of wisdom is how to apply knowledge. And I think we all have in our daily lives times that we want to know what to do. We're just lost. We don't know what to do. And God will intervene. Um, three is the discernment of spirits. So this is... Uh, This is, how does Paul word it here? Um, The distinguishing between spirits. So really this is discernment. It's recognizing an atmosphere. Have you ever stepped into a room and you've just recognized that something isn't right? Something feels wrong. That's a form of discernment. And sometimes uh, the enemy presents himself uh, as an angel of light. But God gives us the ability to discern that, hey, something isn't going on here. This isn't right. And so we can actually, at times, um, a gift of discernment will come upon us, or as any of the gifts, I believe we're all wired to function particularly well in in different kinds of gifts. Maybe not all of them, because we we need each other. We have access to all of them, but we actually have some that we, God has wired us for. Some people actually function in discernment really, really well. My, My wife would be someone who's very great at discerning things. We can step into somewhere together, and I'm like, this is great. And Britt's like, something's not right here. And she's right. My wife's always right. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, 
gift of discernment just got used. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so discernment, it's atmosphere. It's recognizing of spirits. Is this God? Is this not of God? Is this just merely uh, man-made or is it something God's moving in? Discerning situations. Gift number four. Man, I, I'm going through these. Come on, I need some encouragement. Tell me I'm going through it. Yeah, it's good. I am. I'm getting through it. Faith. The Bible says we're all given a measure of faith. So we, we all do have this gift, but there are times where we need the gift of faith. And there are particular people who function in the gift of faith really well. Maybe you are one of those people. Maybe you've been in a room where whatever situation's taking place, it's not looking great in the natural, but somebody says, no, we can do this, and everything shifts. They would have the gift of faith, the ability to, to step into faith. And faith is able to see something that hasn't, uh, that hasn't taken place yet or isn't actually um, happening and able to take steps towards that through declaring and speaking and acting in faith. We're a people of faith. And then God has a gift of faith, which is slightly different, but really it's along the same means of being able to believe when everything's telling us not to believe. And faith actually shifts atmosphere. It changes circumstances and it breaks chains as as Pastor Brittany, my wifey wife, got up and said today, chains are breaking in this place. In faith, I believe chains were breaking in this place. And I know some of us felt that in this place. Because when we speak out in faith, when we believe in faith, there's power in it. And that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. So that would be the fourth one. Uh, number five is healing. God's into healing people. Sicknesses, diseases, um, pain, brokenness, our God can heal. And he has a gift of healing, and he gives us the gift to be able to pray for somebody and see healing take place. There's sometimes in our life that it doesn't happen the way we thought it would happen. I understand that. There's times where God heals instantly in a miracle. Who's ever seen one of those moments where God's healed? Clearly, God is healed in a moment. Yeah, like lots of us have experienced that or seen that take place. And there's other times we've prayed for healing, and it hasn't happened how we thought it would happen. I don't understand it necessarily. I don't get why that happens. There's reasons that can change that. But all I know at the end of the day is God has a gift of healing. It's very evident in the Bible. He can heal. It says that by his stripes we are healed, that he is the healer, and that, um, that God can operate a gift of healing in our lives. And some people actually function very well in the gift of healing. So we all can access the gift, and then people function. And when they pray, people get healed because for whatever reason, God's choosing them as a vessel. So healing is sickness and diseases, pain, illness, anything that needs to be healed, needs to be fixed. Six would be the gift of miracles. Show me a miracle. I don't, that's not even a song. I don't know why I did that. I was thinking of a song about miracles. So this is biblically defined in the New Testament. A miracle is an intervention in the natural universe by God himself. So... That, that's a miracle, a phenomenon, a phenomenon that transcends natural laws, a divine act by which God reveals himself to people in doing something extraordinary. Something ordinary, God puts his extra on it, it becomes extraordinary. It changes, it shifts, miracles take place. We have access to miracles. Sometimes the world will try and uh, tell us that we don't have access to it. We'd start to believe that miracles don't take place. It's not true. 
we do have, miracles do take place on this earth. There's a gift of miracles. I believe tonight God is actually going to activate some of those gifts of miracles in our life. And you walk out and you actually see miracles taking place around you. And you'll no longer be able to go, is God a miracle maker? No, he, he, he is. I don't doubt because I've seen miracles take place. I believe that's happening tonight. Uh, seven, and this is where I'm going to invite up a good friend here in a, in a moment. Um, this is where we get into the, the vocals. So we've looked at the, the revelation, the, the power gifts. Now we're looking at the vocal ones. Speaking in tongues. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit, an interpretation of tongues. So um, without doing a, a huge in-depth teaching on this uh, tonight, um, speaking in tongues, I believe, is a gift of the Holy Spirit for us today and that we can all have access to that. And it can look very different for different people. But this would be things... Uh, the Bible talks about a heavenly language, a prayer language that we can pray in that actually edifies and, um, and us personally and that we can, when we don't know the words to pray, God can, we, we pray in this spiritual language and that, uh, and that would be a, our spirit connecting with God because our words can't quite comprehend what's going on, but our spirit can pick up on what's taking place. And so it comes out differently. There's also in the Bible times where God speaks in tongues of different languages to different people so that they can hear the gospel, right? So he speaks in an actual natural language um, that the person wouldn't actually be able to speak in, but for the sake of his gospel, the people hear it, they go, why is this person speaking in my language? We see this at the start of Acts, um, and it's a miracle of God. That, that would be another type of, of tongues. There is different types of tongues, but here in this passage, we see that um, the gift of speaking in tongues is available for believers, um, interpretations of tongues as well. And I, I want to, in this, I'm spending a little bit of extra time on this because it seems to be a stronghold, I believe, in, in our day and age and in the church today. This seems to be a divisive issue when it doesn't need to be. So I know there's people in this place now that you're believing that speaking in tongues isn't for today. And I know that there's people here who speak tongues every single day, of one, which I would be in that camp. And we're good. We all love Jesus, right? We love Christ. We're not, we're not divisive. We should be able to tackle these issues and look at them. Um, I, I personally cannot find a biblical argument that holds up that would say that tongues is no longer for today. That's me. That's where I've come to on it. Some other people have come to some very different conclusions. Now, the way that that functions and has been activated and, and done and, and forced upon people isn't necessarily biblical, I believe also. Paul says there should be a great order um, in the church and that it should always, the gift should always be distributed out of love. And if you haven't felt loved in, in, around this kind of topic, I do, I apologize to you, but don't let that steal the opportunity of God giving you a gift of speaking in tongues. So um, for some people, the experience has been the laying on of hands of pastors, of leaders, of other believers, and they've started praying in a language that they didn't know of their own. For other people, it's been a journey, a different kind of journey, and it's all good. Because the gift has been given, but it can look a little bit different. And that's why I want to invite my, my good friend, Mark Downey up from the amazing Downey family. Uh, we were hanging out this week. Mark's involved in the pastoral care at West. He's just an all-around great guy. Um, and his family's amazing. Uh, Brittany and I love them so much, as many of you guys do as well. Um, but he was sharing this week when we caught up just about his story of him getting this gift of the Spirit. And I thought it would be encouraging to hear his side of it. Great. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, so, God is faithful to answer your prayers. He's faithful to answer my prayers. I come from a small town, a uh, very conservative background, and um, being a small town, being a conservative church, I had two Christian friends in high school. 
And at the time, I was really, really going for God. And uh, they said, have you ever talked about, have you ever heard about um, getting filled with the Spirit and having a, getting a prayer language? And I'm like, no, not, well, I haven't really thought about it a whole lot. And so they encouraged me with that. And so they just kind of left me with it. And I'm like, okay. So I prayed about it for months and months because I'm just like, you know what? God, I want everything you have for me. Everything you have for me. If this is something you want for me, I want. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed. God, I want this gift. I want this gift. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. And nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm just like, oh. Getting a little bit discouraged along the way. That summer, months and months later, that summer I went to uh, a short-term missions um, trip called Street Invaders. And uh, so there we're at one of the services and I was just praising God, and I'm just giving all, all I have to God, and just worship, uh, God's spirit was just so present, and I'm just like, God, you're awesome, and just praying and praying and praying and just thanking him, and then these new words started to come to me. These new words started to come to me, and I just kind of, something clicked, and I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is what I've been praying for for months and months and months, and when you're 16, it seems like a really long time. <laughs> and and I, was, I just started to all my face off, just crying and crying and crying, and I'm just like, God, you're amazing, and thank you, thank you, thank you, and just bawling, and then all the, all the leaders kind of surrounded me, thinking I was having some sort of traumatic event, <laughs> like, I mean, this is, but quite, you know, so anyway, I look back, and uh, at that point, not only did I get a prayer language, but uh, I was empowered to share my faith with other people. For the next two weeks, uh, sharing my faith seemed easy, and I was able to, to uh, lead a number of people to Christ after that. So, so that day, it wasn't traumatic for me. It was actually a day that changed my life forever. Yeah. Awesome. Isn't that cool? Thanks so much for sharing that, Mark. And, uh, and I just love that, you know, God um, can't be boxed in. God has a different way. So for some people, that, a different experience might have taken place. But I, I love that uh, the thing about this story that like, really God highlighted to me when Mark was sharing during the week was, A, that he, he was hungering for it. He wanted what God had for him. He, didn't, he prayed. He was hungering. It didn't look like what it might have looked like for other people. But as a result of that, he was able to share his faith more. Other people were empowered. The gift benefited other people. Benefited him and benefited other people. So thanks for sharing that. So that's, in church, that's tongues. And I believe tonight... For some of us, maybe as we desire that gift, that, that God could do something in your world as well. We'd love to stand with you afterwards and pray for you, but, but it could be like Mark's story. It might be a different journey. This is what I know, that when we desire after the gifts, God doesn't just give us stones. He gives us bread. He gives us good gifts, the Bible tells us. So the last gift here, and um, then we're going to spend a bit of time in reflection so the hosting team could start distributing some cards there that I have, um, is prophecy. Okay, prophecy is very popular, very great. It's awesome. Paul says that we should desire prophecy more than anything else. So he says he desires that we'd all speak in tongues as much as he does, but he also says you should desire prophecy. Um, and prophecy is really, this is a word from God through somebody else to a situation, to a life, right? He reveals something that he wants to say to people through prophecy. We can all have an opportunity to prophesy. And again, I'm not teaching too much on this tonight. We will have time in the future. But I would say that prophecy in the New Testament does look slightly different to the Old Testament. We need to be aware of that. Um, and God used prophets in that context 
a certain way. He continues to use prophets, but we also all have the ability to prophesy to circumstances, to people, to, for, um, for encouragement and for bringing God glory and praise. So prophecy is one that we kind of know about. So um, as they distribute those cards that I'm sure you're looking at and pens to go with them, I guess, borrows, uh, if you need them there. And my final thoughts, this is how the next 10 minutes is going to look. We're going to put on a track here from Ryan Smith, um, who's a C3 worship leader, um, and he's done like a, a worship album. And during that time, I'm going to ask you not to rush and fill out these cards yet, as I see some of you people doing already. Come on. I would have done exact same. Don't worry. <laughs> That's, um, but of reflecting to God and actually asking God, because we get, have such busy weeks sometimes, and we, we go, oh, I just want all the gifts of the Spirit. Yes, that's great. We should desire these gifts. But is he highlighting one or two or three gifts, particularly at this season in your life, at this moment, that he wants you to seek after more, that he wants to give you for whatever reason? So can I, can I have one of those cards, Britt? Um, so I'll go through this in a moment here with you. But in closing, I want us as a church to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's a false teaching out there that says you shouldn't desire, the, like you should not desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's not biblical. We shouldn't desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit over the giver, over God. Absolutely. But the, you know, just after sharing this amazing passage on spiritual gifts and then going into love, being patient, kind, goes in chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. Paul says he wants us to. It says desire spiritual gifts in verse one. So out of love, he says, um, eagerly seek love and desire spiritual gifts. He says, do not quench the Spirit in 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Um, do not despise prophecies. Timothy also talks in a, in a slightly different way. Do not neglect, neglect the gift that is in you. In you. And he, he's also reminded to stir up the gifts of God. God has gifts for us, and he wants us to desire them. He wants us to hunger. Actually, part of getting the gift is hungering. Don't believe the false lie that says, well, if God wants me to have it, I'll just simply have it and I'll just sit back and twiddle my thumbs. No, God wants us to thirst. Jesus says those who would thirst will get the drink. Those who would come, those who would hunger, we should desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So this is a reflection card that I want us to go through here as a church. Um, very simple. I've already spotted a typo in my, one of the giftings of me in my ministry is not administration. So forgive me for that. Um, but the first question is, out of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, have you experienced any already? How? So, again, don't, don't fill this out quite yet. Um, but I just want you to reflect, okay, because it's good to remember where God has been faithful and has come forward to us. And I believe as we allow the Holy Spirit, He's going to highlight moments to us. We might not have even thought that we were acting we were in the gift of the Spirit. We thought it was a part of our personality. We thought it was just the way that God had created us. But actually, it was a gift of the Holy Spirit being active in your life. And you write them, note them down there. Secondly, after reflection and prayer, so I want us to spend a couple minutes before we fill in that second one, um, circle any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that you have a desire. Uh, that's a hunger, not just an idea, a hunger, because we need to hunger in this place tonight to see activated, reawakened, or strengthened in your life today. Circle as many as you want. I know we want all the gifts of the Spirit. Take a moment to go, okay, God, what are the ones that you're actually really placed in me for this season of my life? Um, the typo that I made is uh, you're going to have to cross out one of the ones that says faith and put discernment. I had a double portion of faith in that moment. I think I must have been praying into tonight that this wouldn't be a train wreck or anything like that. Um, and I forgot to put discernment and I put faith twice. So you could cross that out and put discernment. And thirdly, 
this isn't just a flip away question at the end, like a, a throwaway. Will you continue to desire, pray into, practice, and use the gifts for the common good as God makes them empowered in your life? Yes or no? These cards, we're going to take with us at the end of the night. We're not going to see them. Like, don't think that you're going to hand them in or anything. This is for you to be able to reflect this week and go, okay, what are the gifts? Did I say that I would commit to the process and desire them? Okay, God, I'm believing that you're activating the gifts in my life, okay? So this is going to be about as good as you treat it and how you're going to get as much out of it however you do it. But does that make sense? So we're going to put on this track from, um, from Ryan and, and just as a way of... Uh, you know, the atmosphere of, of worship that he carries, but also I know some of us get awkward in silence, so it's also to counteract that as well. Um, spend a little bit of time, three to four minutes in this moment. If, if you're not a believer here today, we just invite you to take partake in this and reflect, but also you could just sit and enjoy the music as well and, and feel free to just make yourself at home today, wherever you're at. I want you to be comfortable, but I want you to activate some faith here tonight, okay? Awesome, let's play, spin that track, DJ. And let's spend some time reflecting. Again, don't rush through this. We do have a few minutes here where we can really reflect on this. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at c3ev.ca. See you next week.